0: The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legiones Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness, you'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. Coming to you from within the depths
1: of the vengeful spirit.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancers Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horus Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here with Dave Austin and Steven.
1: Hello. Hey.
2: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: How much? So uh, today is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the. Biggest thing right now is uh, what dropped
3: earlier this afternoon. Yes, it is the most afternoon. exciting yeah. news uh, to come out of Nuremberg since 1946. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. Prove me wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what came out of.
3: <clears throat> Excuse me. What came
0: out of Nuremberg? In 1946. No, 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 no. In uh, 2020, please. Oh, oh we in all, 2020. Yeah. We don't, we're not that kind of <laughs> podcast. This, um, is not,
3: this is not hardcore history. <laughs> uh, no, no. That's what Dave does on our other show. Uh, A whole bunch of good shit. And we'll get out of the way the less exciting stuff from our perspective. There's Necromunda, uh, which is some cool things. Like, if you ever wanted... I'd say there's some good stuff in there. Like, there's some good Necromunda stuff. Um, Every Necromunda release
1: is a victory for militia
3: players. It's true. It's true. Um, And they've got some actual juves that look like juves. J-U-V-E-S mm-hmm. for, I'm still a little sore in the throat from uh, illness. We'll fix that in post. Hmm. No, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll put this, this out tomorrow if I can. Because, you know, Goliaths were one of the starting two gangs. Mm-hmm. So this is the beginning of wave two, I guess, of new and exciting models, which I'm very much looking forward to.
0: Yeah, a whole book. That's Stephen. Of Goliath.
3: There we go. Yeah, he's got a mouthful of hot dog. He's just...
0: Yeah, he knows I'm not gonna put this out of post so he's just taking advantage <laughs> of that now look at least it's not spaghetti <sighs> <sighs>
3: yeah
0: man okay yes yep. you're right at least it's not spaghetti. at least he's here
1: yeah a whole um a whole book of Goliath releases which proves to be interesting for future gang releases mm-hmm. Escher book Orlock book a Cawdor book Juves for everybody Juves for everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's well cool. except for enforcers. You mm-hmm. say that?
0: I see a little, uh, little
3: toddler with a helmet on and a beat stick. Yeah, you know, it's like when they go to middle school and you do like your
1: dare program. You know, <laughs> and they give you a little junior police thing. Oh yeah, like sticker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Teaching kids early to be a snitch. Mm. <laughs> yep. Bring your child to work day, but also put them behind this boarding shield because work is dangerous.
3: <laughs> ah, you can play with the cyber mastiff later. It's perfect.
1: Um, it's just so yeah, so and that's
3: different. cool. The models are cool. Everything's fine. Moving on, still not quite to thirty k, but kind getting closer. How pretty does the new Aeronautic Imperialis stuff look? Hella, Dave. Dave, do you know how pretty it looks?
2: So I'm super excited about this because this is what I wanted. Um, Specialist Games and Forge World to do from like the beginning. Which is going back to the beginning. So the Taros campaign is the very first Imperial Armor book that Forge World um, released as a campaign. So it was was Imperial Armor 3.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm.
2: And uh, I could not be more excited about this. So we're getting lightnings and Valkyries Valkyries, for um, the Imperial forces. And for those of you who don't know Taros, this... It's all good. <laughs> this is the Elysian. <laughs> Oops. This is the Elysian drop force. Um, and so uh, I think it's, it's going to be real, real good. Yeah, sure.
3: It'll, it'll be exciting. And Elysians, Excited. for those of you that don't know, are the kind of premier drop troop regiment mm-hmm. uh, for GW, them and the Harakoni Warhawks. But the Harakoni never got models, and the Elysian
1: ones were amazing. And both of them got dicked over in the fluff. The Harakonis are are practically not even around anymore. And yeah, to be fair, they were
3: like a mass drop assault regiment. No. So they never really were no. around.
2: Yeah. I don't think the Elysians got ticked over. The Elysians featured in the Anphilion project as a special yeah. force. Every time
1: regiment. the Elysians get deployed somewhere. They get their oh, shit. shit pushed in. No, you're right. It's you're true. Right. They are the they Imperial I mean, Fist of the Imperial Guard. Yeah, the right. only reason like. that they're still around is because they're awesome and Games Workshop doesn't want to give up a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but if any other regiment suffered those casualty rates, they'd be gone. Yeah, and uh, they, they've got a couple of standard, it looks like a
3: Barracuda is a Mantis for, for Tau. book.
1: aren't one of the two Tau models that are getting put out there also <laughs> a dropship, like a Tau equivalent of a Valkyrie?
3: No. No idea? No? It's a Tau equivalent of a no-real-guard gar- equivalent.
1: Well, not necessarily, you know, an equivalent per se, but, like, the the plane's purpose is to carry little blue aliens and put them on things. Yes, you know, but, like, 50 of them in three tanks.
2: <laughs> right. Like, think you're thinking of the Manta. Yeah, is it's this just a yeah, is it not a Manta? I think it a
0: doesn't
1: say a specifically, and I don't It looks like a Manta, but I don't know... Yeah, no, it's a Manta Yeah, the point being uh, is that if both sides are coming releasing with uh, some sort of air-to-ground carrier, uh, definitely adds more credence to the idea that um, we're going to get like just one integrated rule set for Titanicus Aeronautica Imperialis. I mean, ever since those
3: that one piece of war gear, Skitari um,
1: Legion, hit stuff at scale
3: three when nothing at scale three (laughs) exists in the game. Right? Hey, we can catch that whole building on fire, and anybody that's in the building gets hit hit with strength three or four. Uh, wait. Uh, in the building. That's not important in right now. Building. That's not a thing that can happen But soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the um, the Warbringer that just got, well, that's getting ahead of myself. Yeah, well, we'll get there.
3: Yeah. But yeah, so this this is great. Uh, give some new blood. I wish the AI would go faster. Because mm. I feel like for a, a miniature game right now to really be effective, <coughs> uh, you got to have at least four factions. Mm-hmm. Um, so this brings you up to three. So it's yeah. it's getting there. It's just a matter of will it live? What are you doing?
0: I'm
1: trying to get <laughs> this hot dog stealthily out of this bag, and it's not working. You are
3: failing so hard, my
0: friend.
1: God it's Almighty! That's okay. Should have just rip okay. it off fast like a band aid.
0: <laughs> we were behind on recording this week, so I. This is just a mad dash to get a recording.
1: This is so bear this with this us, shenanigans. Listeners.
3: We'll put it behind a paywall, and only like twenty people will ever know. <laughs> yep. It's, that's wrong. It's we that love, a hot dog we have all our Patreon, <laughs> The
1: hot dog episode. All of our Patreon guys.
3: Uh, <laughs> Lord. But yeah, so hopefully that'll be good. And I'm, I'm interested in the lightning, because that's supposed to be a really fast ship. hmm And uh, Aeronautica is not a big table. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays. Maybe just uh, real sharp turns. Well, that's the thing. The way the movement works is everything's a pretty sharp turn. Like, even the bombers can kind of whip their way around if they want to. mm mm-hmm. um, but anyway, yeah, I've played a few games, but it's fun. It's just one of those games with other things going on, kind of falling by the wayside. Right. And There's one just of those
1: so much stuff right now. It's yeah. hard to be excited about planes when you can be excited about... I mean, Austin. Titans. Yeah. Oh, yes. You this got, is,
0: this the specialist games are back.
1: You got Aeronautica. You got
0: Necromunda. BFG in two years. Calling it. Epic in probably Maybe this three year. Years. This year. I'm saying it's this year. <laughs> Epic this year. Christmas <laughs> this year, you'll see Epic. Put, put put that
3: put that list down. You know what? Uh if if that includes seeing actual like a marker with little dudes on it for mm-hmm. Titan Killer or for Titan Hunter Infantry, I believe mm-hmm. that. Cuz I think that should that's probably on GW's to-do list. They just know that we will they're shit put- ourselves when it happens. They're putting Titanicus books out on a fairly decent clip. Yeah, which brings us to the part that I don't think we'll get. You know, Dave, Steve and I were real <laughs> excited for They put out new Titanicus stuff, Mm -hmm. and it is glorious. Oh, yeah. Uh, There is a new box set, which has rulebook, two Reavers, two Warhounds, uh, and two Serastus, and all of the general starty stuff you need for that. Mm -hmm. It's a nice starter set. The terminals,
1: Mm -hmm. the dice, cards. Yeah, it's a Finally, we can get more terminals again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I don't
3: think... Did anybody see the price anywhere?
1: If I had a probably another two hundred and fifty bucks, maybe Let's probably see, two reavers are one hundred and twenty dollars, and then uh, the hounds. But are you only get 50 50 and two the mites are like forty five
0: or fifty. We're like probably two two fifty. Yeah, probably two fifty because you also got the
3: rule book and all the terminals and everything <coughs> mm-hmm. now too, just to keep it consistent with every other box that they release. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is not a deal though. At that point,
1: no, you're actually paying. A little bit more. Yeah, especially especially that would you, not be a deal at all. Especially if you already have Titanicus, Because the Grand like, set a hell of a deal.
3: Like This might be in the 150 range if they really wanted to just light a fire under it. I don't know. But that's, mm-hmm. that's blatant speculation. Yep. Uh, Tell us we sh- what we're really interested in. We're really interested in... Yeah. It's time. New Adeptus Titanicus terrain. No, what? That's not <laughs> what we're interested in.
1: That's it's 0% fun that. is in building that terrain. Yeah, but this has a bunch of barrels
3: and crates and containers. That, that and That crane sorts looks of fun very stuff. interesting. Yeah, and it looks great. You know what I want to do? I want to make a working airport for my <laughs> Titans to fight fight over, and yeah. uh, this will finish
1: it.
0: Just just like Captain America: Civil War.
1: That's what I want to do. Yes, when I'm yes. pumped. Just just like, like that. that. A night of AT <laughs> is to build barrels. I'm super excited to build. Those are obviously one-piece models. Yeah, so good.
3: The cargo containers. I'm gonna guess. Four probably, four pieces or four containers. Four pieces, because one of the containers is open, which implies that the ends are at least separate. Maybe. Um, and that crane looks to be about the same height as a Warbringer Nemesis Titan, so uh, you know. But those pretty, aren't in the game it's yet. A pretty big, Yes, they are, Stephen. Yes, they <laughs> it's, are. It's Did one. I what get you there? Did you like that segue? <laughs> what do you mean? Did you like that segue? Was it good? Was it good? Hey, uh, remember
0: no. when we thought the Warbringer was coming? Three years from the original release. Well, that's what they were saying is that it would be like two, two, three. And when did the Warbringer come out? Last year? 2018, December 2018, I think. There was one at Nova. That's true. Somebody actually had one. Yeah, yeah. So not 2019, but the Christmas of not 2019, not last year, but the year before last. 2018? November, December. Yes, 2018. That's when they released the uh, Warbringer. Like, oh, crap. It's ready to go. They kept this hidden from all of us. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Titan drop. Yeah. And they're like, well, when did the when did the Titanicus come out? Early or mid twenty eighteen?
1: I don't know. All my knowledge all regarding the it. time frame of Titanicus <laughs> is been drowned in a fugue of getting wrecked by warhounds. So. Time really is an illusion right now, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what's <laughs> it matter? Uh, I have loved so beating the shit out of you with them. <laughs> well, just wait because I'm gonna get Sutrovora rules with this new, uh, brand new Titanicus book. And when I do, I'm going to crush you and I will take my revenge. Yeah.
3: Uh, for those of you that don't keep up with Titans in 28mm because like me, you're too poor to afford many, um, the Warbringer Nemesis Titan is the new one that came out like we were saying a couple of years ago. Uh, it's... Jesus. <coughs> it's roughly Reaver-sized um, except for the huge cannon on its back. I mean, and uh, it's just a huge, big-ass quake cannon on the back. The epic scale one is, anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple little AA guns, which I'm really excited to see if they'll have special rules. We're going to integrate aeronautical I wonder what those anti-air
0: guns are for. I would really
3: just love for its special rule to be like, yeah, if anybody brings a strafing run, no, they don't. (laughs) Like, fuck that. DACA? Daca. Um, And then it's got the same standard arm mounts which, given the artillery nature of it.
1: Just put I'd, two volcano cannons on put, it, yeah. call it a day.
3: Put a couple <laughs> volcano cannons on it and make every night proferian on the table sad.
0: But I thought. I think the Warbringer takes reaver, type, uh, reaver arms, right? Yeah, yeah, it takes yeah, reaver okay. arms. And they got volcano cannons? Yeah, that's right. They got the baby bellicosa. Yeah, that's baby's right. first bellicosa. That's right. That's yeah, great. I really got to get back into playing this game. <laughs> you really do. It's <laughs> a good game. <laughs> look, look at this. He's, that Warbringer is. He's beautiful. right here and he's I so see. sad. Yes, he is. Please yep. get out more often. He does. But
1: uh, but seriously, yeah, good news for Pergasius and Sutravora fans because the next book that they've released is. uh. Calf and post calf. Shadow and Iron. Shadow mm-hmm. and Iron, that's right. And, you know, for those of you who keep up with your calf history, you know that the two Titan legions there were <gasps> Sutavor and Purgasius.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. So, the book itself is going to contain rules for new nighthouses, maniples, narrative image campaigns that take place across an entire subsector or solar system.
0: <laughs> <coughs> it's all good. You can edit all that out in post. Oh, yeah. Fine.
3: I might. Um... <laughs> But coolest for me is it has rules for the Psy Titans. Oh, yeah. There Order are rules Sinister. for Psy Titans in there, and that's just crazy. Dave,
0: what do you think, man?
2: So I'm um, I'm really, really excited about this because it drove me down a rabbit hole, which is what I always like um, out of my fourth world and specialist games. Mm-hmm. So uh, Shadow and Iron is a bit of a sort of a... a uh, I guess uh, uh, a riddle, right? In terms of what does that mean, Shadow and Iron? Because on the cover, you clearly have a uh, Legio Preseges, um Warlord Titan, mm-hmm. and or the uh, uh, Warbringer. The, is it a Warbringer? Yeah, yeah,
3: the large gun on the back.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. right. I'm not looking at the picture, um, <laughs> but as but you, you say, yeah,
3: clearly I mean, a Warbringer Titan.
2: Clearly a Warbringer. So, but then Shadow and Iron. So I started looking at some of the timelines that uh, Forge World revealed back in 2019 at the uh, Heresy Weekender, Mm -hmm. which is the last Heresy uh, Weekender that we had. Uh, Unfortunately, Jesse was scheduled to go to the most recent one, but that got canceled.
0: (laughs) That's what I get for trying to plan well ahead in advance. (laughs) I know,
2: I know, right? And it's the greatest thing that comes out of these heresy weekenders for kind of like lore whores, like, uh, like Austin, Jesse, Steven and I is like these timelines, right? Cause they get continuously updated, uh, mm-hmm. major plot, uh, lines get revealed. And so the latest one that came out of 2019 included, um, the cataclysm of iron, which I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, the cataclysm of iron starts in, in, uh, 10 m 010 m 31 and uh, we get a little call callout uh, mention of it in actually the Adeptus Titanicus book, which to me is like you connect those dots, and clearly this is the cla- the cataclysm of Iron. So hmm. for those of you who don't know, you can jump into the sort of um, Adeptus Titanicus rulebook at page I don't know it's in the beginning maybe 14 or 15 um second paragraph down and i won't read this totally but uh we're gonna get some really cool stuff on some mars Align forge worlds that went traitor and seceded to the dark mechanicum which we have not seen before Hmm. um and we're gonna get some pretty cool uh titan legions and knight households which i don't think we've seen before as well yeah, Erd-esh. Yes. And the Cataclysm of Iron. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the Shadow, obviously. Get some brigands! To the uh, the Shadow Crusade. So the Shadow Crusade and the Cataclysm of Iron are both post-Kalth, um, the Assault on Kalth. And the Assault on Kalth actually includes a couple of Titan Legions that uh, didn't really make it out of that that we know about. So uh, Legio Oberon, the Deathbolts. Um, and uh, what, Sut- Sutra Vora, which Steve said for the traders. Yep. And uh, Presagius. So it'll be interesting to see if they bring in any. I think we'll see um, Nighthouse uh, Vorner, because Vorner was definitely there.
1: Yep, Vorner uh, was Cal. on Calth.
2: Yep, Vorner was on Calf. So we'll see some rules for Vorner, because we haven't seen those before. Um, and we'll probably see some new, uh, new Nighthouses come into play. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm really pumped for this.
0: I wonder if they'll integrate the uh, the white dwarf into this book. Do you That'd think that be uh,
1: that would certainly be I convenient?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know of in the past, rules in white dwarf tend to stay in white dwarf. But well, yeah,
1: well, they'll they'll probably release the um, as they've done with Blackstone Fortress and now Necromunda, a uh, compendium sort a, of uh, an annual. Mm. They'll probably do an Adeptus Titanicus annual, and that'll have. Crusade Legion rules in it, and other mm-hmm. scenarios and stuff like that. Although well, they really haven't put a whole lot of uh, Titanicus stuff in it's White Dwarf. It's been the only Titanicus rules than... that have come in
3: into White Dwarf, as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, with with a new book, maybe they'll they'll pump out some more. Yeah. But I'm I'm really excited for the the rules that they say they're putting out to have like system and subsector level warfare in your campaign. Because that's not something GW's really done outside of Battlefleet Gothic. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they tried it once with 40k. There was like a a
1: planet to planet sort of campaign mm-hmm. you could do, but it was bad. It was real bad. <laughs> um, Are you referring to um, the Conor thing they did, like at the beginning of Eighth Edition?
3: No, no, no not a not a mega, oh, not a global campaign. Not a global campaign. Um, it was an individual thing that mm. just wasn't great. <laughs> Because just like linked battle, like oh, you yeah. want here, you can go fight there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. but they've been on point with all their campaign stuff for the past like five years now, like however mm-hmm. long it's been mm-hmm. that they've been on fire. So I'm really excited for that because you can turn that into 30k real easy.
2: Mm-hmm. Pretty excited to see Psy Titans because they're going to have to come out with a new command terminal for Psy Titans. You, yeah. you can't use well, the existing... Maybe,
1: yeah. you, I don't know. You could probably use the existing Warlord one because but all of the Psy
3: Titans are Warlords. But it wouldn't be reactor heat you'd be managing. It'd be, react- exactly. It'd be reactor and psychic bullshitter. And your psychic, and right? your, psychic uh, <laughs> your psychic batteries. Unless they yeah. put
0: that in some sort of war gear card. Maybe. I don't know. I'm
3: really excited for it either way.
1: Well, I mean, hell. ostensibly, all of the Psy Titans are Warlords, but I wonder if it's a... Like, all of the side titans of Ordo Sinister are warlords, but they have the following additional rules.
3: I'm not sure we exactly know that 100% of the Ordo Sinister's titans are warlords. Oh, they are. We know they have a dozen titans
2: that no, are warlords. They're all
1: warlords. It's, it's stated in... Um, book 7. Book 7, yeah. It's in Inferno. Yeah, I have to agree with Steve yeah? on this one. All right. yeah. Unless
2: they go back and they update this, then yes, and they all reside on Terra. Oh,
0: they never read Khan. And what? we know that the order
3: <laughs> we know that the order sinister is the only psy titan legio. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean even yeah. the even the update or not the update, the the teaser specifically calls out the psy titans of Ordo sinister. Mm. Yeah, but maybe I want psy warhounds. What of it? You can't have psy warhounds because they don't exist. Fight me, you <laughs> little bitch. I, I don't know what to tell you. I look, I wish you could have psy warhounds, but you can't. It's just the rules. That's, that's how it a, goes.
0: The Dark Mechanicum pulls some bullshittery and it's like, oh yeah, I check mean, it out. We got
1: would... we got fifty
0: Warhound Psy Titans.
3: <laughs> Presumably, if you're gonna have Psy Titans, there's gotta be something big and demony enough in the book mm. for the bad guys.
2: Yeah, it's true. That is a great point, Austin. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, why release side titans if they're just going to go up against...
3: Especially for this, right? Eldar a, and... But we know from Kalth that there were some big-ass yep, demons there. Were there were definitely
1: titan-sized demons. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, demonets the size
3: of warlords.
1: No, Get out your 28
3: millimeter blood letters, friend, because, yeah. boy, have they got an upgrade. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's time. <laughs>
2: Potentially, also demon engines are coming. I, I can see that. I can see full-on demon engines that mm-hmm. we haven't seen rules for. Sure. I mean, know, demon
1: so engines were—they were around by the time of the siege, so they were being used. Let's yeah. just fast forward to
3: about seven eighty-three M forty and just go, or M forty-one and just go straight into Necropolis.
1: Necropolis.
2: Mm, <laughs> Woe machines. Woe machines. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, some war machines are Ball very. Hout. There were war machines on uh, war machines on Balhout, and there were titans. It'd be yeah. good. Some Woe machines are very tiny. You could actually play them in your twenty-eight millimeter games if you
2: wanted to, because no they are so no spoilers. Small. No spoilers. It's <laughs> no too, too soon, man. I can't. I can't right now.
1: Why you gotta make me feel so bad? Well, because I can't beat you on the table, so I have to inflict emotional trauma. He uh, can hurt you in other ways. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, so what else? Uh, they uh, at the LVO they released the or previewed the Kinza white oh, yeah, scar the, mm. um, the dude with his awesome helmet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. It looks awesome. Really nice. Dumb yeah. ugly helmet, <laughs> which I liked. I mean that in a good way. But it's but, very like Kabuki mask sort of. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. They knew what they were doing. Too bad, Eidolon splits it in half. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Eidolon, you bitch. <laughs> I mean, who's the bitch, Eidolon, or the guy that lost to Eidolon?
2: I thought I thought Quin Quinjah died. Um, no spoilers here, right? But mm-hmm, I thought yep. he died. I thought Abaddon killed him.
1: That was nope. Jubal. That was uh, yeah, Jubal. Jubal and, Khan. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. many important nope. white scars um, go down. <laughs> nope. Quinjah died to tra- serious traumatic head injury because uh, Eidolon tried to give him a factory reset with a thunder hammer. <laughs> Damn it. Turns out he just voided the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will work. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him again. Uh, but let's
3: not hmm. forget the best and most awesome thing to come out of the LVO.
1: Zote. Yeah, Zote. Not all of us are super Zote. old. And, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. So you're going to have to explain to some of our younger listeners what a Zote is. I Gather, all, Zote is. Yeah, Gather ye round the camp, yeah. like by my rocking chair
3: younglings and <laughs> hear ye the tale of Zote. Uh, Zotes are uh, alien centaur sort of things that are all lizard, right? So they've got 4 lizardy legs and then a... Half man, all lizard. Oh, half man, all lizard, yes. And <laughs> then a little torso. that's a lizard torso, hands. And uh, originally they were like the heralds of the Tyranid invasion. Um, And nobody could quite figure out if they were like a Tyranid species that had like broken off and got sentient or Mm -hmm. weren't or were a species working for them. They had Tyranid bioweapons. It was a thing. Eventually, GW retconned them all to have been eaten and moved on. Mm. (laughs) This zoat is not that zoat Mm. because this zoat is much more like uh, the Arch in f- the 5th Edition Codex, Dave. Is that the one that has the Zote in it? You showed a picture of it in the chat a while ago.
2: I, I think so. I'll have to go back and, and source that. But and it is, that Zote like-
3: is the same, the same basic look. I mean, these, they, they had models back in the day, and they were kind of the standard scrawny you know, metal model from the 80s. This guy is much beefier, uh, like if an alligator had a baby. Or um, He is a unit. Fuck, like what one is? absolutely <laughs> gigantic lad. <laughs> um, so he's got like mechani- mechanical weapons and is a normal thing.
1: Not Nid related at all. Um, very distinct. Yeah, it looks like fourth or fifth edition. Uh, it looks like he's artwork. got a power fist there and some sort of crazy pistol. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, some metal banding there on his stomach.
0: Zit-zat, that so so zit zat
1: Skeedly-doot-bop-beat. You know how it goes.
2: But we, but we should definitely say that like Blackstone Fortress has been the platform for bringing back... So much lore. So, so much lore. Um, we were actually kind of having a chat about this the other day. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really, it's so cool to be able to see some of these um, esoteric, you know... Things that have been relegated into the, the deep past come back, right? So we've had abhumans, beast men, mm-hmm. yep. um, the amble, we have, yeah, the amble. We, yeah. <laughs> we have an amble now and little spawn ambles, a man
0: of iron for crying out loud, yeah, for, yeah. You know, yeah, the
1: oldest thing. <laughs>
2: um, and I, I can't wait to see what they do next. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine from that picture, uh, Jesse and Austin, Steven. That we will eventually get the moon mice. Yeah, get a, get a get a
3: get a Harud in there. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy I was thinking of. Jesus. They got a squat too.
0: I just um, remember they have. Yeah, a squat there's a in, squat in there. Yeah. If any of you we have a squat in
1: Necromunda. Yeah, there's rat uh, rat. That's right. Brothers. That's true. But the squat is is All, there and uh, also and and in he's Black in Fortress.
3: Yes. If none of if you haven't seen this model, but have read uh, the Puzzling War by John Ringo, any of those books, hmm. that's what this guy looks like, except not yellow. Oh. <laughs> That makes no sense to anybody sitting at this table, but that's <laughs> fine.
1: And it was going blank, to bug me. Did the blank stares just to give it away?
2: It's fine. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Oh, the other thing I, I want to see, too, is, is um, a loxodol. I think there's a loxidal mm. in that picture.
1: Yes, now that, yeah, Now, that, now mm-hmm. if you were lucky enough to get a copy of Sabert Crusade, there is a full anatomical drawing
3: of a Yeah, you know, There had already
1: Lox. been one. I, I did pick up the last copy at Warhammer's store. Well... Yeah, just you made the, the, uh, the right the choice. Day. I was like, I saw yep. it there. I was like, oh, I better pick it up. Look ye in those deep pages and find that which smells terrible.
0: Hmm. Now i have just got
1: to start reading the books.
3: Yeah, that would help. Yeah, I got to start it.
0: with
1: First and Only, right? Yes. Yep. yep. And okay. any of you listening that haven't started with First and Only, start with First and yeah. Only. Yeah, whatever audio book you're considering picking up next, don't do it Fire unless old it's old First and Only. That, spend that audible... <laughs> Uh, ticket or however much money you were going to do get first and only listen to first and only understand the glory that is first and only that
0: being said i am now clear with my cue because i just finished the um the emperor's spears yeah, finally, um, that was a good one too.
3: And
1: that was so that you're was on really first
3: good. and only, is what I'm hearing.
1: Yes, excellent, yeah, I'm good be, man. First and only will be my next audio. And Ghostmakers also available on audio, which they kind of snuck that in there. They didn't yep. say anything about Ghostmaker being second available. One? Yes, okay. and by the
3: time you finish those two, Necropolis will probably be on, and that is the best one. Mm. I mean,
1: you and can, even argue, you can even argue it, not but not even if it's not your favorite, you got to respect the people who think it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I already do. So, yep. And even if even if Necropolis isn't your favorite. Acropolis sows the seeds for the best plot arcs in the entire series mm, so yeah i mean it, 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 it's all great no spoilers it's all but great.
3: it's all great read all of it
1: love all of it get double eagle as well while you're there yep start a mortal army because that's what you're going to want to do <laughs> after you're done reading
3: yeah i tell you what if sell your marines or a kill team if you've done a lot Just of marines you know, you know you've yeah. been playing 30k a while you've got your legion where you want it
1: start some mortals
3: and use yeah, Gaunt's get, Ghosts. Read as Gaunt's Ghosts, listen to Gaunt's Ghosts.
1: There's plenty of loyal Pick out, there's Pick plenty of trader mortals. Pick out traitor mortals and
3: go with it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's piles of them and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Blood path. Yeah, I will say Ghostmaker is probably the best source of traitor guard and guard equivalent that you'll find. As far as like Just for pure, for pure variety. Oh, Gotcha. Because um, that's a bunch oh, of yeah, short stories. Each of, one, yeah. they're fighting some different oh, so style. A,
1: oh, of, it's like a story collection. It's a, Well, it's more like a. Uh, the story is mostly told in flashbacks. Gotcha. A bunch of vignettes. Yeah.
0: yeah and yeah, then it
1: all connects about, to the larger story. Yeah, like oh, half oh, the okay. book is the main
3: story moving forward for the book, mm-hmm. and the rest is the other half is like flashbacks. Gotcha. Each character kind of relives gotcha, a moment. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm.
1: It's real good. Neat. It's real good. Yep. Man, I forgot how good Ghostmaker is.
3: <laughs> I actually got real upset.
1: Um, gets overshadowed
3: by necropolis. So because (laughs) I've, I've been sick as you can probably hear by my hacking cough. Um, and the other problem that I'm having is that our credit cards apparently were part of some data breach. So that's fine. We didn't, you know, lose any money or anything. Um, but the bank said, Hey, on the 18th, we're killing your cards Mm -hmm. and we'll mail you new ones. Mm -hmm. Allie showed up. Mm -hmm. And Uh, that is it. (laughs) Oops. So I currently have no credit card. And I remember one, my bank. And I was looking on the GW website because I, I was like, you know, I'm at that mm-hmm. point where I was feeling better, but I couldn't really like read anything or do uh-huh. like, fuck, I haven't actually bought the audiobook book at Ghostmaker yet. <laughs> this will be great. And I, you know, check my PayPal. Yeah, I can do this. I got PayPal money for this. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Mm. They don't fucking accept PayPal. It's for 2020. 2020. You should accept PayPal, and world? you should be able to pay with a card at I mean, toll booths. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: weird. No, I really thought. Huh? So
1: it's strange. weird because Forge World will, be, will let you pay with PayPal.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe I was just still out of my mind and couldn't figure it out. But when I went, we couldn't f- find out it's right a, now. It's a possibility. I couldn't, I couldn't make it happen, and it made me so sad. And I remember looking at it and just staring, <laughs> and just being like, uh, "No, no." <laughs> no. I remember like two or three years
0: ago, my bank. They said, that, "Hey, you're a bank account." Is uh might have be under threat, so we're fixing you up with a whole new bank account. Good, good. Which is yeah, which is awesome. But man, that is so annoying, so frustrating. Where you get to change all the numbers on everything you have. It's like oh my god.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You yeah, can't. can't do it it pay 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 lose you can't money. do it. It's not there.
0: <laughs> That's weird.
3: <laughs> I guess they don't want your money. Yeah. yeah no. I, I was fully prepared to sh- like throw out forty bucks right then. He's like, yes, do it. Amazing. For the audio Okay, oh, you want buy it
0: full sale, not a credit. I'm sorry, are we talking about Audible or Forge World? Or the uh, Black, like Black Library? Library? Black Library, oh, not Audible.
1: 40 bucks for an audiobook on Black Library?
0: Yeah. That's what it was. Smooth. Yeah. Oh. They, they sell them at a uh, face value. Uh,
1: Despite the fact that... Man, Black Library and
0: really norma- needs
3: to get into that credit. Normally, I wouldn't, things. but I am desperate to make this look as good as possible for them. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the more... <laughs> And it's not just like keep making Gantz ghost books. Like I think we're pretty set on that continuing to happen. The audiobooks. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like but printing like, money at this point.
3: I want that Forge World book. That's, this is, you know, Sabbath World's Crusade. Like this is, mm. this is the Imperial Armor. Book whatever. Bauhout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I mean, they did. And I'll good. keep shoveling money at them until they make it happen.
0: <laughs> we will be seeing, I guess they're phasing out the Imperial Armor books which I mentioned last week, I think.
3: Yep. yep. Uh, those are those the are going index. away. The indexes. They're going to start index. doing real Imperial yeah. armor again. Oh, cool. I see.
1: Yeah, they haven't quite finished uh, phasing out Imperial armor, but we are never, ever, ever getting Volume 14. It's not happening. <laughs> Live with that fact, Tau and Mechanicum players. So,
2: so Austin, are, do you think they're going to do Imperial armor, or do you think they're going to... Um like incorporate existing forge world model rules into like just 40 K supplements.
3: Oh, uh, like is specialist games still going to be in charge of putting out the taste eighth edition in Claptrap?
2: trap. I and mean, we know they're not. So it's, it's fully in the GW studio now. Hmm. Yeah,
1: I think, uh, I think what we'll probably get is they'll still be under the, uh, Imperial index or the index, whatever, whatever the, they're calling it. Uh, Like umbrella, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be... I don't think we're going to get campaign books like the Imperial Armor anymore. I Um, don't think so. What Forge World, what I think they're going to do, based on what uh, Forge World was saying at the LVO, is they'll probably, like, Death Corps, uh, Elysia, Renegades and Heretics, Eldar Corsairs, are all armies that got, quote-unquote, rules with the indexes when 8th edition came out, but those rules are just hideously uh flat and boring compared mm-hmm. to the rules that they replaced at the end of seventh edition. Mm-hmm. My hate for eighth edition renegades and heretics, I feel, is famous. So, um, so, yeah. so
2: here's what I think. And and here's my hope, right? Is my hope that we've 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 got like a couple decades now um between like when Imperial Armor 3 came out and four and five and six and sort of like you know, Imperial Armor and Forge World established uh, the Death Corps and the Elysia Drop Troops and, you know, just so much goodness, man. Um, The Renegades and Heretics, a lot of stuff, right? Erdash, Forge World, sort of. um, Well, that was like Dan Abnett and Sabbat Worlds. But I feel like there's a more holistic approach to the lore and rules now. And so I I think you're right. I don't think we'll see an Imperial Armor book now that just sort of compiles those rules, but Mm -hmm. I think what we'll see is we'll start to see like rules for the Death Corps in 8th edition Astra Militarum or whatever they're calling it, right? Or, you know, Elysia Drop Troops in 8th edition Astra Militarum. So you can use your models Mm -hmm. in 8th edition and there's not this like great divide between Forge World lore and Sort of, you know, where we are in in uh, the current M forty one Dark Millennium.
3: It wouldn't surprise me if they
1: started phasing out these sorts of things from Forge World altogether. Um, yeah, I mean, you can play your Krieg and your Elysian now. They have Eighth Edition rules. They're just not that good, and they're really well, old. No,
3: no, no, no. What I what I'm saying is, look at look at what GW started to do. Like Dave said, they take a holistic approach. You don't get like an army book anymore. You get a campaign book, mm-hmm. right? And it wouldn't be hard at all. You know, molds start running out on those Kriegers. Put them in fucking plastic. Here's your Krieg versus whoever book. Yeah. Or really hell,
1: Krieg versus those fucking Eldar. I mean, put it in a box set. Just here's Brax again. Set. Here's some here's some new yeah. terrain models. Here's some plastic you know how Krieg. Much... You yeah, and, and I've told this. I've tried eight to Krieger different or the tried... Krieger just the new fucking... sisters. Krieger, the new sisters.
3: <laughs> If they came out with a campaign book that was, "Hey, Renegades versus Krieg. The Renegades are just you know, a collection of all those models they've already built, plus mm-hmm. maybe a couple others. They've, I'd they've got it. it down, and then, plastic Krieg. They would sell a billion of them, and I would buy about half.
1: <laughs> no, they'd only sell like five hundred because they'd only make five hundred box sets, and they would all sell out in a week. That's true, and then and you would wait. buy half of them. <laughs> But instead of selling them at ridiculous prices on eBay, you would just—I just, build I just all have of a really them. good Krieg army. Like. Yeah, fuck you guys. You just <laughs> build them all. You could make an entire YouTube video spiting scalpers. Just mm-hmm. here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna open this box. I'm gonna <laughs> unclip everything, and then I'm gonna build it. <laughs> and you're gonna watch. But I mean, you're right, Dave. They're
3: they're not doing Eighth Edition anymore. So all of these, and and they're great models. The great old like tanks and stuff mm-hmm. for the guard. And they had cool rules too. What are they? What are they doing with them? Like for militia and cult armies, not no, most of those tanks can't be taken. Nope. Um, get you know, you can I mean, run, you can Kriegs, still, take, you can still militia, take them,
1: but in a you can still use them with the indexes, they're just not good.
3: Uh. It's going to
0: be its own separate game system, yeah. nothing but Forge World tanks. <laughs> mm. It's a tank battle game, although system. I'd, play, I'd play what a would tank have, battle. What would
3: amuse the hell out of me is if they took the rules for militia and cults, added like another half dozen. And then just came out with, like, the Sabbath Worlds, which mm. is just mm. 7th edition 40K, but based on Guard V Guard. Mm.
1: Laz action.
3: Yeah, Laz action. We're getting there. We're getting
1: there. <laughs> One day. One day. Any other thoughts? I mean, on Before, that I'm before we get to uh, your stuff. Um,
3: I mean, I have no more thoughts. All right. Well, I have a lot oh, of thoughts. Uh, Are we, well, I guess I like could, Dave and I could talk about
1: the Sabbath Worlds for forever, so you need to stop. We, us. Can. we can do a Sabbath Worlds we episode We should do a Sabbath day. Worlds episode. Didn't we? Not this one, but we I should. I mean, sort of. Yeah. Um, with that being said... I would like to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? Uh, no, oh. go ahead. Oh, you've got... <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're a Battlefleet Play Heresy player, we've got some fun things that have been uploaded to the site. Um, if you haven't been keeping up with our Facebook posts recently. Uh, note notable among them is the Battlefleet Heresy Ship Compendium, which now uh, takes every single profile that we have considered heresy era and heresy legal, updates them as we felt were necessary, gives them points values for the context, puts all of their upgrades and variable um, patterns all into one document that you can download on RemembrancesRetreat.com, Battlefleet Heresy Compendium. Um, That way you don't have to have like, you know, six different books to find the three (laughs) ships you're using. It's all there in one document. And it's got little fluff inserts. So that's cool. It's exciting. Yeah. So it's almost like we've got other plans for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Almost. (laughs) Wow. Uh, There is a Mechanicum uh, points index as well that is on the site. Uh, We made some extensive changes to the way Mechanicum points were calculated uh, when we did them in heresy and they were kind of scattered about just a list of like, increase this ship by 25 points, increase this ship by 50 points. But now the definitive list is there. They'll get a ship compendium soon as well. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, while we're doing it,
0: uh, midway through, let's, uh, thank our patrons that we mentioned before. Oh yeah. Those guys. Start off our Sergeant tier, Duncan, Emily O'Hare and Travis Smith. Thanks guys. Our centurions, angry boy, Derek, Knoll, M Hernandez, Minis by Applesauce, Mark Henry, and John Christensen. I love you. And the Praetors, our top-tier Patreons, Alex Self, Chris Mack, woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Josh
1: Phillips, and Matthew Boyce. Do you, do you Thank- want me to come mow your lawn? I'll do it. He'll do it. He will. He will. And yeah. I'll tell you the cricket story. We'll drive,
0: we'll, we'll drive him there.
1: Yeah. All the way to Australia,
0: Alex. Coming <laughs> straight to you. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, so, yeah, with that being said oh
1: remember the the titans titans. they walked around bipedal they were war machines made by the omnisar they had engines made of nukes and stuff (laughs) they had weird religions and some weird (laughs) cantankerous actions Remember
0: the
2: Titans.
0: Well, Lancaster at Forge World Breaker or Forge Breaker painting everybody. Forge World
2: Breaker. <laughs> well. it's just videos
1: of him with with fully built Forge <laughs> World models smashing them. Thank you,
0: those of you that are still listening. yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will keep playing that until someone gives me something better.
1: Well, You're
3: welcome. God help us all. <laughs>
1: yep. I'm. I can't write music. This, I guess all we're right. just stuck with it. All right, Steve what Are we going to be talking about today? All right. It's time for Remember the Titans. Yay! Uh, as always, there are plenty of Titan legions in the lore that do not have rules in Titanicus, and this segment is focused on taking those legions and giving them rules. You better hurry up before they start.
0: Oh yeah. Putting out so many books. Yeah. No kidding.
1: Uh, these are using the crusading tight the crusading legion rules, which can be found. In the July 2019 issue of White Dwarf, there's a blood angel on the front. That's wrong. Says, what? It's a blood raven. Ah, shit. There is a blood <laughs> raven on the front. <laughs> he, he is a- looking at the fucking thing right now. <laughs> They're all red. <laughs> Get out of my house. Anyway, uh, you can find the rules in there. They are a set of war gear, warlord, uh, Legio traits and stratagems that you can use to create your own legion. You can take any combination of four, but you cannot take more than two of any one category. So, that being said, it's time to look at Legio Zestobiax, the Iron Vigil. Awesome. Uh, Legio Zestobiax appears in Book 7, Inferno, as the uh, Prosperine Vigil, Titan sent from... Their um, Zao Arcad Forge World to hang out on Prospero and you know, be cool. I what what? Austin, I'm, I'm I'm Let's enjoying see. you this. I'm just listening, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm just here for the good time. So, uh, <laughs> Legio Zestobias was never a particularly huge legion. They were very small and very defensively minded. Uh, because of their connection to Zao Arcad, they had some pretty weird pieces of technology installed inside of them Kept fucking around with Eldar tech man. you <laughs> know yeah, as Austin says, they fuck around with Eldar tech and that resulted in the black iron core. Uh, instead of typical MIUs in Titans, the Zestobiox Titans were equipped with black iron cores that were psychoreactive devices that made the Titans faster, more accurate and um, allowed the princeps to access the total knowledge of previous princeps that had piloted that particular Titan. Um, on the downside, even though it highly increased the Titan's performance abilities, it had a tendency to do some weird shit. You know, ghosts in the Titan. Huh, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, wow. Don't <laughs> fiddle with alien shit. Yeah, I mean, unless
3: you're Zestabian rule number one. <laughs> yep. And also, also let them get by with fewer crew. Yeah, also let
1: them get by with fewer crew. Which uh, seems like a bad idea, really. Yeah, I, I don't know. Has yet to be seen. They, they bested Mortis, and Mortis was oh, the, no, they bested Mortis. Were the real deal. Mortis is not the real deal. Uh, the plot says Mortis is the real Look, deal.
3: The in so. the Great Crusade, but Mortis doesn't have that, like, a humongously great
1: track record, Titan on Titan. Like, they do well against Xeno shit. But Mortis, Mortis broke the, the siege of Beta Garmin. They broke uh, the gates of Terra. They uh, broke Beta Garmin specifically oh. by being the last ones there. No, they were there the whole time. They just didn't fight. But I digress. Um, Zestobiax is mostly Warlords and Reavers. They have very few Warhounds. So if you're playing Zestobyx, get ready to use a whole lot of Warlords and Reavers. So with that being said, the themes that I wanted to stick to for Zestobyx was small maniples, defensively minded, and high performance engines. Let's get into it. So uh, anyone who skimmed through... Um, What is it? Doom of Molech? Knows that if you want to play defensively and you want warlords and reavers there's really only one maniple to go for and it's the Fortis battle line maniple that is one warlord two reavers with the option of adding a second warlord and a third reaver and what this does is allows Titans in base to base that have not moved to ignore armor penetration modifiers from either being hit on the side or behind and from existing damage That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, Titans in this, as long as they are in base-to-base, can also merge their void shields. So this becomes one hard nut to crack. You don't have to move. You just have to make sure you have clear lines of fire. Uh, Anyone that is going to have to get closer to you to use their weapons is going to take one hell of a beating while they get there. And even when they do get there, there's no guarantee that they're actually going to hurt you. Yeah, I will say that the,
3: I'd I'd remembered the negating the side and rear damage bonuses, Mm -hmm. but negating the damage damage bonuses that hurts a lot Mm -hmm. of people.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. For instance, Austin's yeah Austin's (laughs) warhounds rely on a lot of uh, damage modifiers from being behind or beside their target. Well, my my favorite knight man is my little my little knight with the gatling blaster.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. he gets behind you. And you know you're already damaged for two, and he's behind you for plus four, and suddenly that's a strength seven, like eight attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except now it's
1: now the fort is strength doesn't three care. and doing oh. nothing. Yep. Sorry.
2: I will say, say Stephen, you have to be touching another titan in the manipole. Yes,
1: you do have yes. to be in base to base to to have these uh, benefits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Now. Functionally, that means that you don't have to separate your titans. You can walk up the board as one solid block. You don't have to be a phalanx. You don't have to be stationary to merge your voids, but you do have to be stationary to gain the benefits uh, of not of ignoring damage modifiers. So bear that in mind. Mm. Um, but it does allow you to present one cohesive uh, squadron, effectively, of big titans with big. Guns. So let's get into traits. Uh, there are a couple of traits here, and as always, I'm going to give you a couple of different options and then give you my opinion as to which one is quote-unquote crucial to either maintaining effectiveness on the table or sticking to the theme. Um, in keeping with Zestabiax's black iron cores, making them kind of unstable and making weird shit happen, my favorite trait to use for this is uh, Splinter Legion, Legio Furin's Machine Rage. And what that does is blanks on the reactor die count as awakening the machine spirit uh, and in addition to, you know, the regular awaken the machine spirit. So you get the, uh, the thing for free, but you might uh, wake up the machine spirit. But if you fail that roll, you can choose what the awakening of the machine spirit does.
3: Well, let, me, let oh. me stop you for a second. Mm-hmm. The blank counts as awaken machine spirit. Correct. Awaken machine spirit pushes your reactor by one. Yes. So you're never going to get it for free? Correct. All right. Yep. Just making that clear to the listeners.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, as if you are aware, Awakened Machine Spirit is a D6 roll haughty, mm-hmm. stalwart, impetuous, belligerent, predatory, wrathful. And most of these times at Moons, your Titan is going to move forward or start shooting at stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, very rarely is it bad for you. Ooh, no. I, I
3: strongly uh, disagree on that. <laughs> strongly it disagree.
0: Definitely would throw a monkey wrench in. Your about
3: comments. half the time. Unless it can, it unless can. you're like, you know, a double fisting reaver
1: just trying to run. Mm-hmm. About half the time it's going to fuck you. But that being said, the fact is you can choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can always choose which one you want. So mm-hmm. you'll never have to end up with Hottie which just stops your activation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Wrathful is probably the better one on there. Controlling player chooses one of the Titan's weapons that has not been disabled <laughs> and just attacks with it.
2: So I have a question for the audience here, right? And, mm-hmm. and so um, if this is a Fortis Battle Manipole, you've got at least one Warlord, which has a command of 3+, and probably two Reavers, which have a command of 4+. plus. If you have a Princeps in there, you're only failing the command check on a roll of 1. So mm-hmm. my question is, can you, in the rules, are you allowed to auto-fail? Or do you have to make that command check?
3: Uh, I believe, keep, keep doing your thing, Stephen, and yeah. I will look that up. We've got the rulebook right the rule here. Book right us, here so. I, will.
1: I came prepared this time, <laughs> <a> t- for <laughs> those you. of you who remember the tragedy that was Pregacious <laughs> Just rolled in with the whole stack of where books. Where I'm going
2: with this, right, is is the in the... So you have a two out of six chance of rolling the machine spirit whenever you push a reactor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're... Only failing a command check on a D10 on a roll of one,
1: or ten actually. You want to get under or no. over? You would have to no, fail one. the check. So. Yeah, you'd have to fail. Okay, so what? So, yeah. so
2: I don't know so, how to I mean, the, play this game. The chances of these coming to pass are 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 fairly rare,
3: or fifty um, percent of the time. If everybody knows that a ten percent
1: chance will happen fifty percent of the time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, statistics are made up. It doesn't matter.
2: Um, but yeah, so so I don't see a drawback to this at all. If you can choose your um, uh, sort of machine trait, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. The only one legio, uh, or maybe one stratagem, can voluntarily fail the uh, the awaken the machines. Actually, it's um sorry, it's Princeps Camulus in one of the legendary battles can voluntarily fail his uh, awaken the machine spirit. And I think he automatically goes to Wrathful when he does, which is just, again, pick a weapon, fire. (laughs) Who doesn't want that? I have looked into this, Dave,
3: and uh, the answer is no. You can't decide to fail. It's uh, if you roll Machine Spirit symbol, advance the reactor marker, make an immediate command check for the Titan, interrupting the current action. If passed, do your thing. If failed,
1: Machine Spirit awakens. Mm -hmm. And you just must make the check. Mm. Yep. Now, be aware as well that there are instances in the game where, um, like Mortis engines, for instance, have uh, Remains of the Fallen, which, if you are too close to that engine, you're taking penalties to your leadership. So in this instance, maybe you're close to something that causes a leadership penalty, and now it's that much easier to fail the check, but on the upside, you get to pick what happens. And it's not... And even though haughty sounds bad other than ending current action, no effect, maybe you need to make sure that your titan doesn't go anywhere else. So just stop doing what you're doing. You pushed a little too hard, that's fine. Just stop doing what you're doing. It allows you to get some extra damage in, maybe some extra movement. Um, But that's the one that I felt was uh, most appropriate for Zestabiax. Uh, Allows them to kind of keep pushing that reactor and maybe playing the, oh, something weird's going to happen. Uh, the other two that you can choose, um, if you wanted to do it, is Fury of the Machine, which comes from uh, Astorum, I believe, is another Splinter Legio, and that's just reroll results of one, two, or three, which is haughty, stalwart, or impetuous hmm. on the awakened table. Uh, not quite as unpredictable, allows you to kind of zero in on those damage-causing uh, awakenings. Mm-hmm. And the third is Creeping Madness, borrowed from Legio Interfector, which in the movement phase, you can roll a D3 instead of moving to kind of see what kind of crazy stuff your Titan's going to do. On a one, you charge the nearest enemy. On a two, you fire a random weapon with plus one strength and then disable it. And then on a three, you remove all orders on all Titans within 12 inches.
3: Oof, hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So a
1: a little closer to the unpredictability... um, but doesn't quite play into the high performance, I feel, uh, that you'll get out of pushing a reactor more often for more speed, more turns, more draining weapons. So moving on to uh, the other Legio trait, which again is a result of the Black Iron Core, allows the Princeps to kind of borrow from the cumulative experience of previous Princeps or previous Titan crews. And so we're going to borrow, again, from another Titan Legion. We're going to do Legio Astorum's Veteran Princeps. And that is, during the damage phase, or when rolling for emergency repair, you roll, uh, you re-roll one of your repair dice. And a Warlord Titan re-rolls two of those dice. Which makes you real efficient for managing heat, considering that you're pushing as often as you are. Yay. Uh, for war gear. A lot of these are war chests that I've taken from other legions. The two that I feel are, uh, or rather I have three here marked as quote unquote crucial, but you can't take three, so you can only take two. Uh, My favorite is devotational war sirens uh, borrowed from the Nova Guard, and that's titans within eight inches of a warlord roll two dice for command checks and pick the highest one. Hmm. Now you're already real good at passing command checks because you're rocking a warlord and reavers. Uh, But now, you've just got that extra insurance to make sure that you can pass the ones you need. Again, with that theme of high-performance Titans, and I believe that is 20 points per Warlord. Uh, Hunter Auspex Relay is one that you can take. Again, you're defensive-minded, so you're going to be shooting at a lot of things at long range. Mm -hmm. And allows, uh, for 20 points, a Titan can ignore one negative one to hit penalty, when firing at a target that's over twelve inches away, so say you've got a weapon that causes a uh an accuracy penalty at long range. The hunter Auspex relay negates that. say your target is somewhat obscured. The hunter Auspex negates that there is no hiding from the bellicosa volcano cannon <laughs> and the other one that I thought was uh pretty appropriate for a stand there and shoot legion is the Ranging aspects, which doesn't come from any Legion in particular. You can buy it straight out of the do-it-yourself Legion rules. It's 10 points, and that's just a Titan can measure distance before deciding to fire. Maybe you're real bad at spatial recognition, and you need to pay 10 points to be able to measure before you fire your double volcano cannon at something with no shields. I do really like that trait. Mm-hmm. Like It's such a
3: like, neat and nice way of doing this workaround. Because like I'm a real fan of like guest ranges and things like that. Like, it's a, like I'm not I'm not perfect at it. Right. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I can get the job done, and it adds a little bit of uh, maybe hmm. to shooting. And I know some people absolutely effing and hate it.
1: Yep. <laughs>
3: some people just don't even use it. Some but, people home rule that shit. Yeah. But um, when you're at an event or something, the default is yeah guest yeah. range yeah. is guest range. Yep. Mm-hmm. This you know hey just do your own lead. Or not even do your own lead. Just pay 10 points. And and now you don't have to worry about it. Don't worry about it. And 50 points in this game is
1: nothing. Yeah, and it's not limited to a specific class of Titan either. Mm-hmm. Any of your Titans can do it. Well. Uh, the other thing that you can possibly take if you want is to beef up your Reavers, of which you can have up to three in this Maniple. And that is borrowing Griffonicus's uh, Gravitus Plating, um. which increases Reavers' leg and body armor by one but reduces speed by one. Oh, no. And that's 20 points per reaver. Uh, now, that makes it a little easier to keep up with your warlords and not get not outpace them. It also puts you in almost warlord levels of durability as far as your armor goes. And bear in mind that when you're in base-to-base contact with your buddies, your opponent's not getting uh, armor penetration bonuses. Austin. Yep, it's real rude. <laughs> yeah. And you're not going as fast. Oh, no. What am I going to do with these volcano cannons? <laughs> Yep. Uh, the only stratagem that I thought was really uh, appropriate for Zestobiax is Martian Servitor Clades, which is normally a uh, three-point stratagem. If you take War Doctrine, you can make it a two-point stratagem. And in the damage control phase, every titan adds two dice to their repair dice. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's what? Six dice on a Warlord? Mm-hmm. Uh, five dice on a, on a, on a Reaver? Mm-hmm. Yep, so maybe your reactor's running pretty hot because you've been pushing a whole bunch trying to get into good positions or, or firing your volcano or, cannons or, firing those volcano cannons <laughs> or, or maybe boosting your a lot of shield damage from yep. being base to base all the damn time. Yep. Pop, uh, <laughs> spend 2 points, pop them Martian Servitors out of their box <laughs> and uh suddenly that reactor's looking real <laughs> green. No. now that is a loyalist only stratagem and ostensibly um Zestobiax is a loyalist legion, even though they kind of got caught on the traitor's side during the burning of Prospero. As of the 41st millennium, they are still active as a uh, throne loyal legion. So we can consider them a loyalist legion.
3: Something (laughs) happened in the scouring. Yeah, they lost all their black iron cores, but... (laughs) eh. Notebooks were scrubbed. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it happens. Except for the, like, Thirty that were The that inspector rolls bunker. up. It's like what? What the fuck is this? What is so, this? Odd, so, Stephen, uh, I I have one addendum. Yeah. For for this, one of the things Zestabiax is known for being a small legio. Yeah. Um, and kind of each individual, um, what is it? Vigil. Vigil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of got its own little reputation. Almost not not quite a mini legio, but they yeah. all kind of did their own thing. There wasn't a lot of cross pollination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gave the princeps, the individual princeps, a lot of like range of how, how to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to offer up for for Zestabiax mm-hmm. uh, Maniple of One. Mm, a, a Taurus uh, trait, I believe. Huh. So what Maniple of One gets you is you can pick a titan, and for that turn, it just operates like it is in a completely different type
1: of Maniple. Yep, it is a Legio-specific hmm. stratagem, Maniple yeah. of One, which is two points, normally. Yeah, uh, one it. point with uh, War Doctrine. This stratagem well, can be two purchased... two points, because you don't... Oh, yeah you know what? Yeah, but you can use it. Yeah. Uh stratagem can be purchased by any Ataris player, or in this case, Zestabiax. Uh, the Zestabiax player may reveal the stratagem at the beginning of any round for the duration of that one round... One Titan, and their force gains the benefit of any maniple trait normally available to uh, any maniple that you can use, so you know you, maybe you want to use the corsair maniple trait, maybe you want to use uh, yeah, you want to flip a the venator around real quick mm-hmm. note that while this stratagem is in effect, the chosen titan loses other maniple traits that it has and does not count as being part of any maniple, so you will lose out on the durability of the Fortis, but it does give you a quick chance to kind of flip the script and uh mm-hmm. Give yourself a quick boost where you might need it. That's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a fun trick. Mm-hmm. Fun trick. Yep, yep. And uh, as I've said, even though you're defensively minded, you're you're standing there together. You're shooting. The temptation is to load up on long range firepower, but because of all your Titans want to stick close and will have better maneuverability, because again, you're pushing those reactors. Short range weapons uh, like Gatling blasters and Melta weapons have their place. Uh, be aware that your opponent will have to come closer to shoot at you, and if you have short-range weapons, you have to come closer to them, but you're going to be relatively unscathed compared to a Maniple that's not gaining these uh, durability bonuses. Hmm. So once you're you know, closer, you can start to spread out and take them apart with Gatling Blasts, your Melta cannons your Laser Blasters. It doesn't all have to be Volcanoes and Apocalypse Launchers. <laughs> but but it could are. also be. But it could be Volcano <laughs> Cannons and Apocalypse Launchers. You yeah. love them, I love them, they honor the Machine Spirit. Indeed, they do. Yep. And that's all I got for Zestabiax tonight. So what,
0: what would you do against Porfirins? Uh,
1: Porfirins, I would uh, volcano cannon them straight into the warp <laughs> and then laugh at my opponent. But you notice he spent the whole time, he's been talking about this,
3: just like giving me the side eye every time he mentions Warhounds. Oh, yeah.
0: No, I, it <laughs> <laughs> I did
1: and not They disgust out. me. <laughs> That That's really why notice. Steven
3: likes us to buy axes, because they have like two <laughs> warhounds.
1: Yeah, I don't think they have any because they kind of.
3: 100 Titans, and two warhounds. Two warhounds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they. We keep them in the back. They, uh, they feel that the warhound is a waste of resources that they could use to build more <laughs> Reavers or more warlords. And I have to agree with them because <laughs> warlords are maximum cool, and warhounds are like kind of cool. I will point out that
3: pretty much nobody likes warlords. In history, right? Nobody likes an African warlord. Everybody, like, everybody thinks police dogs are cool. You see a little police dog puppy on like first day at the job? This yeah. is a weird
1: 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Warhounds, greater than warlords. There it is. I've said it. Engaging in this conversation will only lengthen it. So <laughs> I'm not gonna.
3: Or little special forces dogs, little goggles, do some halo. Yeah. The jumping out of airplanes, war, not the warhound of goggles. That's your next yeah. uh,
2: Yep. But let me throw out something real quick that I just caught, guys. Um, because well, we're on the, the subject of Legio's Estebiax. So on page one hundred eighty of book seven, there's like a very small paragraph on after Prospero, which is sort of hmm. I think where we get the idea that Legio's Estebiax remained loyal. But on that timeline that I talked about before um, there's a specific box uh, in 006 M31 that says the Sundering of Zawar Cod. Now that is separate from the destruction of Prospero, okay. and the and we know from page 180 in Book Seven that uh, the Censure Fleet that was dispatched to uh, essentially you know Censure Zawar Cod never showed up. So, then what is the censure, what is the sundering of Zawar Kod, right?
1: As so I have, uh, oh, no, is, do you, do you, is that a rhetorical question? Or do you yeah, know the wait, answer? So,
2: do you, I mean, do you guys have ideas?
1: I know that it's definitely, after um, after Prospero and the Prosperine Vigil was destroyed, they realized that Zestabios was doing some weird shit, um, and they went to other vigils, and essentially said, hey, we're taking all your stuff. And Zawar Khad, I believe, uh, as of the 41st millennium, still exists and is more or less loyal. Yeah, so... They got it, a lot of their stuff taken away exists,
3: from them. Uh, it exists the 41st millennium as a loyal legio. And I'm trying to see if I can remember the name of the actual book that this happened
1: in. Um, and that's, it's actually in a book. It's, it's, one, it's, in a, it's one of the things that came in Inferno, I thought. Ghost co- cog something. Ghosts, phantoms, I don't know. The issue of Inferno that has a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a tech priest in, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. front. The Spirit of Cogs. The Spirit by of John, Cogs. By John French. Yeah. Deals with the sundering. Um, or at least the deals with, like, aftermath.
3: Yeah, it's a 41st millennium story right. about how they find, you know, in an underground vault in Zauracod, 30 titans that still have uh, the, black iron, the cores. black iron cores and how that works. Yep. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it doesn't. Not well. Not well. Yep. Um but the story is pretty much that Zestobiax as a whole is like a loyal Legio, mm-hmm. our Cat's a loyal forge, and they just find some old weird shit and they're like, oh, what how long
1: has this been down here? Uh we didn't even is know this story existed.
3: <laughs> oh damn.
1: Yeah. It's hey. you know, it's just event horizon. What's again? this big red button for? Yeah. Don't touch that. Somebody touched it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yay and verily. Oh, yep. man.
3: Um but you as know. to the hows and whys of the heresy, I have no idea. Um but I also kind of like... Like, I would like has. to find out for Zestabiax, just because I'm intrigued, because they're just nerds. Yeah. Um, and they, they still don't... Ha, however, like, let me point out that the Titan Legio that thought it was dumb to have warhounds, also the one that thought it was cool... <coughs> that thought it was cool to hang out with the guys doing shit with demons. Ergo, love War
1: warhounds, love the Emperor. <laughs> to be fair to Zestabiax, not... All of them thought it was cool to hang out with space uh, with literally space all wizards. Just the ones on Prospero. <laughs> literally all of them. Well, that's uh, that's all I have for Remember the Titans. Remembering Legio Zestabiacs. Tune in next time for the bringers of big death themselves, Legio Destructor, mm-hmm. the steel beasts. Next time on Remember the Titans. <laughs> Can't you just do that? For the intro, too, into this Absolutely time. Absolutely not. All right. Well, I tried. <laughs> what is this? This is more notes that I have. Is this Audax? I oh. have Audex written. <laughs> I don't. Well, know guys, what it um, says. thank you all
0: for uh, showing up for this episode. It's been a lot of fun. Again, thanks to our patrons. Uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think that's all the social media we're on. Be sure to check out our website. RR30K is where you
1: can find all the goodies. You need to write these up so people can reference them. No, because then they don't. Then they can get away without listening to the podcast. <laughs> Can't have that. But also check out our uh, our Teespring. I just put the new logo T shirts up there. They're nice. I like them. Yeah, they're good. They're fun. Yep. I'm gonna have to pick one up before we go to DevCon. Mm. Yeah, check yeah, out yeah. our uh, our LinkedIn, our FetLife profile, um, uh, our uh, uh, f- Uber Eats w- profile, <laughs> our. <laughs> Trying to think of other social media. We got a Neopets profile, a Friendster profile. Steven's on TikTok. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's just me staring at the camera for the length of the video. No music. What's this do? <laughs> Nothing. What is just... this doing? <laughs> yeah,
3: it's just Steven telling the cricket story. That's what I want him on. Uh, hey, Lord. Yeah, bad idea. All right.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is a bad idea. <laughs> oh, thanks, uh, Dave, for
1: coming on. Thanks, thanks Dave, Dave. We, we never get us. to see you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. As we don't know. Oh, are we doing plugs or anything? Cause there's oh, a, shit. we, we got plugs. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: Jesus. Hey, here, we here we go.
3: We're yeah. not done yet. Awesome. What's happening April 4th? So, April 4th is uh, Kutok at War, part one. We uh, recently, so right now, we have three slots left. We opened up four more. One of them is already gone. Mm-hmm. Um, currently on Facebook, 16 going, 16 interested. So, if you have an interested and you want to change that to going, now's your chance. Mm-hmm. Um Got a good mix. Like yeah, so... Uh, we're almost uh,
0: shot straight down the middle as far as... Uh, yeah, right,
3: right now, if it were all, you know, nobody else signs up, everybody stays with what they've got, mm-hmm. there would, I think, be one loyalist that would have to come over onto the trader side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't be Dark Angels, because that's not the fluff for this event. So, Jesse, Yay. you're you're loyal, buddy. Ray. You're loyal. Because yeah. how many events have you shown up to as a loyalist player and had to change sides? Um... Not as many as you'd think. Maybe like once or twice.
1: We
0: do have a lot
3: of Mech that shows up to these.
0: And he's a lot actually of
1: Mech is just so. He never <laughs> and our Mech uh, is real weird. Yeah, yeah he never. He never. He's never playing traitor. He's loyalist. Dark angels looking for the fallen <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> ahead <laughs> right. of time. Getting <laughs> right right started. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, should be a lot of fun. It's a random
3: doubles. So you come out with a fifteen hundred point list. Mm-hmm. Uh, same list that you'd bring to like bromance bash, blind date, blind date. You'll find a friend. Yep. You'll play a game. You'll hopefully triumph. Hopefully you keep a friend. Uh, and no, you very specifically won't keep that friend, and you'll get a new friend for the next game. Yeah, but I
1: mean like beyond the game. Hopefully you'll still be friends after the game. Theoretically,
3: oh. yes. We hope to make friends and eternal foes. And yes. If
0: we can make more friends and enemies, it was a good day.
3: Yeah. Yep. 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 Unless you're into making enemies. Some people are. Yeah, I do love a good enemies <laughs> list. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like my inner Nixon.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know if that's who you want to emulate. I don't know if that's who you want to claim to emulate on air. So many weird historical uh, references. Yeah, I was so crazy. excited
3: to see that that had come out of Nuremberg. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you've been, I, waiting, you've I, been
1: waiting for this joke. All for, day. Yeah. All day. <laughs> Lord. All right. God. Anyway, Kutok oh okay. at War, April yeah. 4th. Be there.
3: Yeah. Prepare your souls. It is step one. Uh, there's going to be more events, and uh, there'll be a little persistency Throughout this get campaign, weird. so you do something cool, you On get rewarded. Fourth,
1: you'll have somebody cool at the next event. Yep. Nice. And if you die, you might get interred into a dreadnought. Oh, that's not happening. Probably, you're not. just dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> beastmen are hungry too. You're, you're gonna get eaten by beastmen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh of all God. varieties. Um, all right, what's happening in June? All righty, June seventh is uh, my uh, GM style weird shenanigan game. <laughs> which I guess I'm just going to do this every year now. Uh, this is going to be the homebrew event. It's the fiesta mode. Yep. Put on your hats. You got jelly blood. It's just like those shooters where everything is paintballs. Anyway, uh, it's going to be the homebrew event game. Yay. Right. You, do you know of homebrew? Do you make homebrew yourself? Do you want to play it? Have you heard of Mournival events? Have you heard of Mournival events? Climb, climb out from whatever, whatever rock you're living under, run heavy destroyers, and have a good time. Yes, uh, homebrew. All of the homebrew that you can find from a reputable source and approved by the EO, i.e. me and one happy elf, uh, will be permissible at this event. There will be awards for who has the coolest homebrew, who made the coolest models to fit their homebrew. It's all there. It's all the fun of a regular uh, Richmond 30K event and none of the structure.
3: <laughs> We've always been so big on structure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, so if you can find um, any... Again, like I said, any reputable source, Mournival, Eye of Horus, um, I'm going to put up a folder that I've been compiling of all of the homebrew that we've written here in Richmond uh, pretty soon. So if you can find it, you can play it. Or if you can write it. And we think <laughs> or, it's or if cool. you can write it, right. and I think it's cool, you can play it. That's true. Not yeah. we. It's
3: specifically Stephen. Yep. So I don't, bow down. I don't <laughs> think any Space
0: Wolf can units I? will be... <laughs> Allowed.
1: No, there's one Space Wolf unit allowed. It's the, the, the Havdan, guy, uh, the Black Priest that uh. we wrote for can your I, birthday. Can, oh, can, good. I, can I run 7th yeah. edition Cypher as a uh, Moratat and get my BS-10? Write it down. Yay. Put it on a piece of paper and give it to me. Sure, awesome. I'll give a damn. As long as it's cool. As long <laughs> as it's cool and fluffy. Because that's really what we're about, is the cool and fluffy. I don't care if you win games. I don't care if you lose games. I want you, you to just look cool while you're doing it. just don't care. I just don't care. I don't you even care if you cool. play a game. Just <laughs> come look, out. Look cool while standing around. You're yeah. fine. Yeah.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Dave, you got anything?
2: Um. Yeah, I just wanted to say, if you guys are coming to AdeptCon, make sure you come say hi to um, Jesse, Austin, and I. Yeah,
3: we'll it's a trio. Yeah. yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, Hot super, super. <laughs> 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 You were waiting for me to say more. No, I'm just excited. That's all I got.
2: Um, And just thank you to our Patreons, I think. Um, If you guys are listening, you probably already know this. Hopefully we don't, like, bombard you with what is available on Patreon. But, um, you know, I know with Heresy Grad School, I'm going to do some new stuff with uh, Syllabus for you guys. I'm going to probably crank out a few more Bourbon Diary episodes. I'm going to put up uh, maybe a Discord chat for... Some grad school listeners, if you guys, or just regu- regular, you know, Patreons, if you guys want to come on and talk the deep lore, and we'll get some, uh, we'll get some guest lecturers on for that as well. So, uh, so yeah, just really appreciate everything you guys do. Cheers. All right.
0: Again, thank you all. Have a good night. Keep those dice rolling. And until next time, why do I, d- I can never get the right order. I mean, there is no Have order. a great night. Until next time, keep those dice rolling. And I thought your
3: thing was just to have no water. Outro. And it looked like you were just being professional, and that was your thing. And now you've <laughs> let the curtain slip. Too, yep. Yep.
2: Oh, Pay I
0: no that, attention. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. up until now, at this point, I've this, looked professional. This is where the curtain yeah, is this, this is the point. Not that first time where I stopped, didn't record for 20 minutes. Or that
3: second time. time we didn't record for half an hour. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Pay no attention to the man behind the or curtain. Or that time we couldn't have a cast. Because we were having to save Stephen? Oh, yeah. We saved Stephen. Yep. Off the side of the road.
1: That's why you got a milkshake. That was a good time. Thank you for the milkshake. Yep. It's exciting. And the, and the chicken sandwich. I'm a river to my people.
0: Have a good night. Keep those guys rolling. <laughs> <laughs>